Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now is Scott Ridsheimer. Scott, you're based in Atlanta, and you are the CEO of ScaleArchitects.com. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, high level. Uh, what does Scale Architects do? We help uh, companies, uh, particularly entrepreneurial companies, find the right coach for the stage that they're in right now. We also do that by helping train coaches to understand what stage they work best at so that we can matchmake and get the right people providing the right help at the right time. So when you say um, the stage that they work best at, what do you see? Yeah. So we've actually got seven formal stages that we talk about, and uh, it's, a, it's not unlike stages of life, right? Uh, you start off and, and we start in this stage. It's not a fun stage, right? We've, mm. we've tended to glamorize it a little bit, but we call it early struggle, right? Being an yeah. entrepreneur is starting in early struggle. And anyone who's been an entrepreneur knows what that's like. Anyone who hasn't, who thinks being an entrepreneur is wonderful, hasn't been in early struggle yet. It's like yeah. walking into the office each <laughs> morning and then really finding been in it. You've yeah, just been finding, ideating. <laughs> yes. Finding a sharp object and just kind of banging your head off of it until you <laughs> find your way through. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, the, the, the most stubborn among us, you know, uh, which is a, a great definition for entrepreneur, uh, will make it through that early struggle period by finding a market, right? Finding folks that they can sell to and make a profit. And when they do, they get into the black and they enter this really exciting organic growth stage that we call very technical word. Ready? Fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fun stage of business. It, it's it's all about selling and doing. And you know, folks call in and say, "Can you?" And before they finish the sentence, you say yes, right? And 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 the business just grows. You'll you'll find organizations to get double, triple, quadruple digit growth during that organic fun stage because it's a relatively simple organization, right? Uh, and, and what we can do is we just deliver that quality again and again, and the thing grows. And, and at some point you reach this point where it's like, you feel like you've got Midas's touch, right? Mm-hmm. You make promises that you have no business making and somehow you and your team find a way of delivering on those. And it's fantastic. But all of that success leads to one thing, and that is complexity, and that complexity builds up and builds up and builds up until all of a sudden those levers that you pulled on to grow, hire another sales rep, make 10 more calls, uh, hire another you know, f- fulfillment specialist, whatever it may be, those levers stop working. You add another sales rep and maybe revenue goes up, but your margins keep falling again and again. You become mm-hmm. less profitable, particularly as a percentage. And it's also not very fun to be in that stage. That's the third stage and we call it whitewater. It's, it is the problem of second stage growth. And when you get into that whitewater stage, you know, folks uh, who come to me say, you know, Scott, my team was doing amazing up until about six months ago. And then that same group of people just got dumb. Like what has mm. happened, right? It doesn't make any sense. Why would the things that have been working so well, all of a sudden not 
you know, not work. And the reason for that is it's a problem of complexity and you can't outsell your way through complexity. You can't get enough leads to get uncomplicated, right? You can't create enough products and services to not be complex. And because of that, what you have to do is take a step back and really look at how do you address the issue of complexity? And that's with system and process, which for an entrepreneur is tantamount to sin, right? It's like, we got to where we were by not doing all that system and process stuff. We have been beating bureaucratic organizations for the last five, 10, 15, 20 years. Now, all of a sudden you're saying we need to have systems and processes. And that's what it is. We have to, as an organization, we actually have to develop through those teenage years, right? And into a mature state that's not mature in the sense of aging and declining. We're nowhere near there yet, but it mature in the sense of being able to harness that innovation, that entrepreneurial spark and match it up with the right amount of system and process to scale. Yeah. What would, um, so someone's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm with you. Systems and processes uh, make sense to me. Uh, I, but I feel like we, we're kind of moving in that direction. Where, where do most people at that phase when they say that they're kind of, uh, I mean, obviously the evidence indicates that there's still some uh, gaps there, uh, but um, what do you see as some of the big um, holes uh, yeah. in in an organization systems and processes? First place that it shows up, and, and this actually happens before Whitewater, right? So it's not like an organization and fund doesn't have systems and processes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you'll have some very, very lightweight systems. We like to joke about it. And so you have enough systems to stay out of jail, right? That, that's about the threshold for what we're going after. And so you'll find a great fun organization. We'll have a couple of, you know, standard operating practices, a couple of, uh, you know, compliance practices, things that they have to do just to to stay in business. But outside of that, we keep it very, very low. And that's actually appropriate. So I don't want to make it look like that's a bad thing. That's actually the best way to grow in that second stage. But where we, we talk about adding systems and processes to get through that place where we are systemically dropping the ball is actually no longer at the front line. Right, We can't solve the problem at the front line because that's not where it exists. The problem exists in our decision-making in the home office, right? In the most senior team, that may be the entrepreneur by themselves. It may be a senior leadership team, but their ability to make decisions well, to do it consistently over time and to match their decision-making with their execution is what we're talking about. The systems and processes that you need to make high quality decisions. Now, uh, folks will pretty readily, like you, you mentioned, uh, as you open up the question, say, yeah, we need some systems and processes, but I've worked with entrepreneurs to know long enough that that we excludes one very critical person, and that is the entrepreneur themselves right? They think, oh yeah, I need to add systems and processes. That's for everybody else. Mm. The truth of it is when you're in whitewater, right? And this is why it's really important to identify what stage you're in, because if you're not in whitewater, this isn't true in earlier stages. But once you get to whitewater, even the most senior executive, whether you call yourself the founder, the CEO, the president, the, you know, the pastor in a, a church, you know, director in a nonprofit, whatever that title is, that person who's sitting at the top of the org chart, they need the systems and processes just as much as everybody else, if not more. Um, I, I feel like there's there's probably someone who's looking at the chart. By the way, this chart that you're talking about, um, it, it, or the you know these levels, uh, you can actually look at a graphic at scalearchitects.com. Um, I, I wonder if there's people who look at this and say, you know what, I 
I just want to stay at the fun stage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that may be appropriate. Yeah, 100%. So if you're looking at that graphic, and we'll, we'll add another little teaser, some of the stages are squiggly lines, like that early struggle and whitewater stage. Some mm -hmm. of them are smooth lines, right? Now, two of those smooth lines are actually good periods, right? Those are places that we want to get our organization to. That's fun and predictable success, the last stage I mentioned. Now, there's one other. It's a lie. We can get into that in a little bit, but most entrepreneurial organizations don't have to worry about that. But the critical question that you've just brought up is when we get to whitewater, what do we do? You can choose to move to predictable success, but an equally valid choice is to actually reduce complexity and enjoy fun. You can stay in fun for as long as you'd like. You can stay in predictable success for as long as you'd like. Those are two very different organizations, but one is not inherently better than the other. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it, let's say someone's at the fun stage right now and they want to move to predictable success. And they know. So what uh, what's going to happen that's going to cause the whitewater when we go from fun to whitewater? Yeah. What causes you to get into whitewater again? You know, not to, to beat a dead horse, but things just get complicated. It, what typically yeah, but, happens is but I'm just wondering, is it something that happened to sales? Is it yes. that we started hiring people and now we're in whitewater. What is, what are those first, we did this, Oh, that puts us now into this new stage where yeah. it's going to get more complex. There's there's usually some type of triggering event, but that event in and of itself didn't cause whitewater. So for example, you opened up a third location for your restaurant. Okay, we're not a restaurant anymore. We're not two restaurants anymore. We're a chain. Okay, mm -hmm. now we've got to deal with a much greater degree of complexity. Uh, you hired another sales rep and it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And, and now you find yourself dropping the ball, right? You deliver the wrong supplies to the wrong job site. Uh, you start sending emails, you know, your, your coders are overworked and so they mess up something in the code and you start sending confidential emails about stuff to other clients, right? The, and, and it's not an isolated event as much as it is just a, a systemic screwing up. And one of the surest signs of that is that your profitability starts to decline. So what makes it really difficult to, to catch is that revenue is often going up when you first hit whitewater. And mm -hmm. that feeds into our natural inclination to deny that something is actually wrong. But what happens if we're not careful is we start messing up. We start having to fix things. The mistakes and errors pile up. The rework piles up. We lose a couple of great clients. Many times we lose a couple of great leaders. And now all of a sudden we find ourselves way behind, right? It's like, mm -hmm. how can I ever get out of this? And that's when you are deep, deep, deep in whitewater. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, again, obviously the, you know, the, the, it sounds like you work with a lot of folks at that whitewater stage. Is, is that who yeah. Uh, yeah. you typically engage with? We've got, because we work with the stages, we have different strategies for each stage. And so different folks on my team will specialize in the different stages. I have some who love to work with, with clients in early struggle. I've got others who love to work in fun, actually. Uh, but the vast majority of our group and the majority of the folks that we work with are fighting through that whitewater stage. Yeah. And, and what does engagement typically look like when you're working with somebody? I mean, how yeah. long do you engage for and yeah, you know, how do you how do you measure success? Yeah. 
So our goal is to work in whitewater. It's no longer an individual sport, right? Uh, a lot of times you get through those early stages by being just great in and of yourself as an entrepreneur. You have a great team around you, but their primary function, not in a, a proud, prideful way, is, is to enable you, right? It's to help you do what you do best. Once you get to whitewater, it's got to get out of you, right? You've got to start bringing people into the this decision-making fold. And so because of that, what we do is we almost always work with teams. We And sometimes that's helping build the first team. Other times it's taking the existing team and helping them level up. Uh, but we do team-based workshops. That's, that's the way that we work together because what we're doing is teaching the skill of making high-quality decisions together. And we do that over a series of usually four to six workshops that will happen about in a, a six to nine month window. It's a transformational process. It's not meant to be a, hey, you come in and then we work with you forever, right? You don't want to be in whitewater forever. So why would you work with us forever, right? Our goal is to get you through that whitewater period as much as possible. So what does that look like in terms of ROI? Well, one, our profit margins go back through the roof, right? Uh, we had a, uh, a tech company that we worked with who's, uh, they were hoping maybe for 40 some odd percent growth. They ended up hitting 600% growth in revenue and 800% growth in EBITDA by getting into predictable success. So by working through this transformational process, by adding the systems and processes that you need, again, over a relatively short period of time, six to nine months, you can transform the architecture of the organization so that it can scale. That's where we got our name from is, is architecting the organization that's capable of scaling. And, and that's the, the primary objective. Now, the secondary uh, route is that some may say, hey, we're in whitewater. We start working with the team and they recognize, no, we actually want to go back to fun. And so the result of that isn't, hey, we're going to drive your sales through the roof because that's just going to create more complexity and you're going to end up back in whitewater. Instead, what we do is we help them focus on becoming more profitable and, and actually increasing simplicity on taking the more complicated parts of the business, maybe selling them off, maybe winding them down uh, and, and just making the environment a lot more fun to run. And so the primary you know, ROI there isn't so much we, we've grown like crazy because we've made a conscious decision that growing like crazy is not what we want. We want to mm. love what we do. And mm -hmm. so the biggest ROI for that group is getting back to doing what you love and spending the vast majority of your time doing it. On your website, scalearchitects.com, you, you have some assessments, and, and that seems like a pretty great place to start. Um, so when somebody goes to the website, what would you recommend? Well, you've got a free book as well. Um, what would you recommend that people do? I absolutely recommend the free book. So we've got a book that talks about all stages and we're giving it away for free right now. We ask you to cover it. It's a couple bucks for shipping, something like that. But we paid for a bunch of copies. They're sitting in a warehouse. They're waiting to go. And I recommend that folks start there because what we've done is bundled that book with the rest of the resources that you need. And we give those 100% free. And so with the book, you get uh, access to our e-course. It's Predictable Success 101. You get access to a whole set of, of PDF manuals that you can use uh, as needed, right? They're meant to be kind of cookbook. I'm bumping into this problem. What do I do? Uh, for coaches and consultants, there's even a course in there about uh, the three mistakes that coaches make and how to use predictable success in your own business as a coach or consultant. And then you also get an access to a free report that tells you what stage you're in and gives you an idea of, okay, what do you do about it? Yeah. Awesome. Scott Ritzheimer, again, your website, scalearchitects.com. Click right up at the top. It says free book, 
click that. Uh, and then the, uh, the, assess- the assessments look very cool as well. Scott, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.